0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: You know, what is it I don't, there's something else I don't don't do. There's a lot of things you don't do. I don't do banquets. I really try not to do banquets at all possible.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1pm on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: So you will address me as Stephen A. or Mr. Smith. You won't call me a bona fide scrub and then continue to talk on my damn show.
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's
2: intercepted by Jacob File and a chance at a house call. File, 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Bullpup.
0: Everything happening in the sports world.
1: The Throws it for
0: the touchdown! And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: I go to Walmart and get my
2: $18 pair of shoes the last two years. And it's just fine. You like those? Fine. No Zions for you. No Zions for me.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Steve, we didn't have a show yesterday. Right. We were down in Wichita at Crestview Country Club, not to play any golf, but for... That was a real shame. Yeah, I wish we could have. At KCAC Media Day, we enjoyed our trip down there and talking with Coach Fiskus and the Bulldogs as they were picked Tenth in the media and coaches polls, but I think there were a lot of people that were very impressed with Coach Fiskus in his first day as an official head college football coach.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. He comes, acro- you know, he comes across very well spoken. Very, he really is thoughtful the way he thinks things out. He doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Um, we got the media guy from the college, and and if everybody shows up, that's on the list. It's about 135 players. Now, some of those guys probably won't show, but he's also work still working on about four or five guys that are really impact players that he hopes maybe he can get one or two of those.
2: Now, Steve, I usually call you the most popular man in McPherson, but over this last summer, there's somebody that's pushing you for the top spot on that list. Pistol? No, it's not Pistol. He's close. Okay. But do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Cody Stufflebeam.
2: He's in studio with us today. I know. Cody has had a very crazy summer and really it started at the end of the school year in terms of recruitment. All of a sudden we start seeing all these offers come in from places like Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, and then the big one from the team in Purple in Manhattan. Cody, we're glad to have you in studio today. And there were like 15 people that came up to me yesterday and said, I can't wait to listen tomorrow afternoon to hear what Cody has to say. So, Everybody's excited to hear you. We're glad to get you in here today. (laughs) Thank you. Well, Cody, it's been a wild summer for you, and I wanted to kind of go back and go through the timeline for people that maybe don't remember it as well as we do. But it goes back into the month of April when a few offers start to roll in, and maybe part of that started with some of the combines that you were going to. I know that you've been at the Sharp Combines a few different times. When was it that you remember getting your first offer? I think it was the middle of April.
3: I couldn't, I don't really remember exactly, but uh, I came back after the Sharp combine and I got put out there by Sports in Kansas on Twitter. And then Akron called, and it it was at lunch. He actually called me, Coach Oscar called me, and I got my first offer at lunch in school.
2: And so then, once one MAC school begins to offer, other schools like Ohio, as well as Kent State, Toledo, they all, all start ringing your bell and start calling you all the time. Do you remember thinking ahead at that point and thinking, okay, well, what if I go on a visit to some of these schools this summer? Or how seriously did you consider some of these schools once they started knocking on the door?
3: Um, I definitely kept them in there because they would be, they still pay for my college to go there. If I didn't get anything else, it'd be great to go and play for them.
2: And then beginning of May, that's the the time of the year that I think everybody started to, perk up a little bit, that they saw Virginia Tech throw their name into the ring. And for Steve, I know that you've covered these guys at this high school in this area for quite some time. When big dogs like Virginia Tech start offering, you know that something good is up?
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think you have to go back as far as football. Tyler Matthews was probably the last one. Uh, Of course, he ended up going to TCU. I know he had some, you know, a few. I don't think he had near as many as Cody, though, as far as D1s. Um, TCU uh, at that time was, you know, not that established. You know, they weren't a powerhouse like they became later on. Um, But uh, Tyler got a few and ended up – he played – what blew Tyler up was he played in the U.S. Army game on, I think it was like January 3rd down in San Antonio, played in that. And, uh, you know, he – He really—he was about the most recruited guy. You look at some other athletes. Steve Henson was kind of a K-State guy all the way. I think everyone pretty much – I think it was just the word was out there. He would go to K-State. So I don't think he had a lot of people in on him. But as far as uh, D1s, Cody Cody is really uh, the one that's really gotten more offers than anyone I can remember. Well, Cody, when do you remember thinking –
2: Okay, then I might be getting some some big-time offers here. Was it about the time Virginia Tech threw their hat in the ring?
3: Yeah, definitely. Whenever all of the guys started coming to me to talk, you kind of start thinking that, oh, maybe I can, because I remember my sophomore year, I was thinking that I might go to Hutch and throw the jab and then transfer out to K-State because I didn't really think that I was going to be there. And then we went to the Combines, like you said, in the camps, and that's when it kind of started to set in that, yeah, I could probably do this.
2: And the other school that got into the mix here in the month of May that sort of got everybody excited, and I think got more people here excited for K-State and saying get your name into the ring here, but that was Wisconsin. And I
1: thought that was the one that really started opening the doors.
2: And I remember Coach Pav telling me something that, Bishop Miege, because they had been scouting McPherson for the last two years, they had noticed you on film, and that it was actually Bishop Miege's coach Holmes that referred you to Wisconsin and said, You got to go check this guy out. What were some of your conversations like with the Wisconsin coaches?
3: Uh, he definitely said that that's why, and that I got some respect from the other people, which is definitely a great thing because coming from a coach like that that's had all of those D1 players that have gone places, it's definitely great to get the amount of respect from him for him to refer me to Wisconsin where that's kind of like a a risky thing where if I don't pan out and then makes him look bad which I think very thankful for him to take a shot with me and put my name out there.
2: And then the beginning of June, the school in purple, the K State Wildcats, they officially offer Now, if I remember right, did you go to a camp that week? I know that they were waiting on you to go to a camp. Mm -hmm. Is is that the way it kind of worked out, that you spent the weekend at the camp and then they officially offered?
3: Well, I went to the big mega camp in Missouri, and then I came back that Sunday and went there. And we were in their indoor facility, and that's when Kleiman came up after I had taken some defensive reps, and that's when he offered.
2: So for K-State, we all kind of knew... Obviously, you were a K-State fan. You're wearing your K-State purple today. (laughs) And we had a feeling that once K-State offers, that that's where you're going to want to go. But nobody really knew for sure. And I know all the K-State fans started to get excited. For you and your process of determining when you want to commit, what was your thinking process like in deciding to commit early? Because I know there are some guys that want to wait until their season is over, or they want to wait until the spring and see if they can hop onto a place last minute what was your thinking in wanting to commit early?
3: Um, I've like you said, I've always kind of liked K State. It's been in the family, and that's where we've already always supported. I went up there ever since I was little. I remember watching the basketball games and the football games, and the roster, the commit sheet started to fill up, and so I'm like, I better get in here before I lose my spot, because I was pretty sure that's where I wanted to go from the start.
2: Who was your main recruiter in Manhattan through a lot of this process?
3: Um, I talked to Joe Klanderman, the safeties coach, and then uh, their actually head recruiter, Taylor Bratt. I talked to him the most. I Snapchat him every day, and we had a streak going.
1: (laughs) What's your impressions of this new K-State staff? Obviously, it would have been an honor to play for Bill Snyder, but, uh, of course, he retired. But uh, I really like what Chris Kleiman is doing at K-State. What's your impressions of Chris Kleiman and his staff?
3: I definitely like what he's got going on because he seems very based around the players. It's not like you're going to do this my way. He's definitely lenient, and he likes to open things up. Like you've seen on Twitter, you get to see more of Taylor, and Taylor's definitely a great guy that everybody wants to see, kind of a goofball that everybody likes. And he's opening up the, open up the coaching staff more to everybody and get more exposure, which I think will be very good for them whenever recruiting comes around to get more exposure.
1: Well, the big question, of course, is, I mean, you're a heralded defensive end, but tight end is another position that uh, you know, you're know you going to get to play a lot more of this fall. Uh, have they said for sure? Are, are you locked into defensive end, or are they maybe thinking of you as a tight end?
3: Um, I don't think they're 100% yet, but I'm pretty sure I'll be tight end because I've been talking, talking to Coach Messingham, which is a tight end's coach, and I'm pretty sure that it's going to be me in the tight end spot.
2: Well, Cody, one thing that I think has been cool – about your recruiting process to K-State is that it's not like it's just you that is committed here early. There are a ton of guys in this recruiting class. I know that here on 24-7 Sports, there are already eight or 18 that have committed. There are a lot of Kansas guys, a lot of Texas guys, and you've been able to interact with a lot of them already, haven't you?
3: Yeah, like uh, I said that we were Snapchatting Taylor back and forth, and we actually have a huge group chat with all of them. The commit's in there, and there's usually a couple pictures against it at least once a day, every week, Enjoy the time we talk to each other.
2: And I think that's something that maybe I've noticed a little bit more in the last two or three years with college football is the guys committing a little earlier, and because of the ways that you're able to talk and become friends, and not only does it seem like you guys have had good relationships already but you're all ganging up together to try and get more guys to come in and and reaching out to other guys that are in the state and are three-star or four-star recruits and saying, hey, come join us in Manhattan. That's been kind of cool to see. I know that your friend, Nate Matlack, that one is from Olathe East, the home of the Mighty Hawks, Steve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Mighty, know that, he, Mighty Olathe Hawks. <laughs> that he's been big on that too, and that it's been kind of cool that you guys have been able to do some of the recruiting as well.
3: Yeah, he's definitely like one of the head guys that tries to recruit people. He talks to everybody, like – you go out there, and he's like, yeah, we got to get this dude from Pennsylvania. He's a wide receiver. And we're like, how do you know this man? And he's talking just about as much as Taylor. is. like, that's his job, and Nate knows just as much as him.
2: Well, and that's the way you learn things at Olathe East High School. It's a great education. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I remember, Cody, before talking with you about K-State and, and getting to know you a little bit better, I can remember seeing Nate really pop off with some of his offers that he was getting. He was bouncing around all over the place. And then I kind of found out that you two knew each other and had the background together. And if I remember right, your dads played together in high school. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool opportunity that you mm-hmm. have a chance to play with him in college as well. Yeah. So, Cody, as you look ahead to the next year and getting ready for going to K-State, two questions that I always hear. Number one, is Cody going to go ahead and just graduate early and go up to Manhattan at semester? <laughs> I'll let you go ahead and answer that question for the people that ask me that every day.
3: No, i gotta, <laughs> I got to stay and play my other sports and finish it out.
2: The other question that I hear every day, oh, well, Cody's not going to play basketball, is he? I'll let you answer that question.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to play.
2: <laughs> it's it's funny the Coach way Coach Kinnaman's that works. listening, I'm sure he just breathes a sigh of relief. Really <laughs> yeah, I think he feels a little bit better. But it's funny that that is what some of the guys in your position do, that if they know they're going to be going up there early, and especially it seems like to me with quarterbacks, that a lot of them will go up early. And I talked with you about this a month or two ago, and you said, well, at K-State, they don't really encourage guys to get up there early, which I think is probably a good way to do a lot of it. Did you have that conversation with them?
3: Yeah, with Taylor. Um, I went up there to watch one of the practices, and he's like, definitely don't. He, he wants you to enjoy this time of your life because you're only going to get it once. He's like, go to prom, go to the dances, go support everything, and be a part of the community and support the school.
2: I think that makes makes Coach Kinnaman a lot happier to hear that, and Coach Pav on the on, yeah. the, on the track as well or in the, in the field events.
1: And I – you know, it was interesting as Cody was going through his athletic career. I think a lot of people were thinking javelin or discus was going to be. I don't. I don't know if football, like when you're in the eighth grade. I don't. People were going, this guy's going to be an unbelievable javelin thrower, discus thrower. Football wasn't mentioned that much early, but then you started to mature physically. You're what six four? Yeah. Two 230, thirty five. Two thirty five, yeah. and. Uh, you kind of blew up, and then last year with your dominating performance, I mean I, I thought that really that established you as a you know top ten recruit in the state for this year. What's it been
2: like for you, Cody, with being able to interact with some of the other guys that are top tier players in this state because it feels like this is a strong class of football players, 2020 is, and being able to interact with them, and a lot of them are K-State guys, but what's it been like for you to be mentioned with some of the really good players in this state?
3: It's definitely been great, just like when you guys talk about the on the show too of me being one of the best recruits to go down or in the talk of it, it's definitely great to be up there with them and just to get accomplished to be classified with those guys.
2: Let's take our first break as we're joined in studio today by McPherson Ice Cody Stufflebean, the future K-State Wildcat. So we've talked a lot about K-State, but I want to talk a little bit more about your senior year and what's coming up next year, some of your plans, and and what's going to happen on the football field here in a couple of weeks as well. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: We're back on this afternoon's according to jim 96.7 fm kbbe jim joiner steve Salen joined in studio today by mcpherson high bullpup and future k-state wildcat cody stufflebean cody there's all this talk about going to manhattan going to k-state but i think the thing maybe i'm the most excited about is what's going to happen over the next school year here's you guys get going here in a couple of weeks with the football season then of course getting into basketball and then being able to wrap things up in may at state track but I'm getting the feeling that this is going to be another very fun school year for you guys, starting with the football team. And I know I mentioned the couple questions that I get asked about you all the time. The next question that I hear all the time is, oh, is that football team going to be able to match up with what they did last year? And I think you, Coach Pav, the rest of the guys on that team are sitting around and you have a pretty good answer for that. And that is, I think you can be right up there with that team Is that the mentality that you feel like this team has got going into this year?
3: Yeah, we definitely don't have the same mentality as them last year because basically we just went out on the field and said we're going to put up more points than you where we don't have the great wide receivers like Gabe Hoover, Taylin, Chan. Those are kind of hard to replace guys, but we definitely have some young kids that are coming up and can definitely help. And it's not a very steep drop off. It's right in there.
2: What have you thought about going here into your senior year? And I'm sure a little bit of this has already started, but last year's senior group had a good group of leaders and that they were able to do a lot of their leadership by example, by just going out and playing and not having to be authoritative figures. But for you, Cody, you're kind of a lead by example guy. You're not a big talker. You just go out and you know, bully people around, <laughs> sack people. Yeah. What has the thought process been like for you going into your senior year and how you and some of the other seniors are going to go about leading this team?
3: i definitely say it's by example because uh, whenever we walk into SPS, we have to put the X by our name, and you go down that list, and there's a lot of those Xs that have been filled in. There's no missed, and I think that's definitely – you're right on there with that leading by example.
1: One of the big questions going into this season is – is how, how is it possible the defense can even come close to being as good as it was last year? Last year's defense was just as dominating of a high school defense as any team I've ever covered. But it still looks like defensively, especially early, I think defense is where you're really going to hang your hat. Uh, you've got about three or four guys that can, re- are, you know, are, are going to be recruits, not just you. But I think Mason Thrash is going to get a lot of looks. Caleb Hoppus is going to get a lot of looks. Uh, you got Jacob a J- Fial. Jacob file, you got a junior Bryson Labertu at linebacker. He's got those, you know, tree, he looks, he's like a tree trunk. He can <laughs> stock them. You just, you just go down the line, Tyson Gottwald. It just looks like this defense, even though you're going to miss big Khalil, uh, it's still going to be awful good.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I would think that we're going to be a defensive strong team, just like Pav and Harlan say, that's generally our backbone, and I would agree with that on this team.
2: I know one thing that you were excited about is that you're going to be a much bigger part of the offense this year, where last year you would line up at tight end, but you were never really the intended target on any but about four passing routes. You ran all year. How excited are you to be able to be able to show off your hands and be able to be a part of the offense?
3: Uh, I definitely am gonna like it. I like going out there and just blocking people. That was definitely a fun part. But what's well, easy for you?
1: <laughs> and <laughs> that's what you know. That's what college coaches love to hear because you know guys want to catch the ball, but to just say, "Hey, I'd like to go out and pulverize some people blocking downfield." Coaches have to love to hear that.
2: Well, it's going to be you a lot in this passing game at the tight end spot, whether that means you line up a little bit off the line or whether you're attached to the end of the line. But I think you've got, like you mentioned, some other guys in this offense that are going to be able to be very explosive, whether it is Aaron Powell, who had a great sophomore year last year at receiver. You throw in some other guys that are that are younger. You throw in a Trey Buckby. You throw in a Jaden Dukes. You have some really nice pieces to go along with the receivers you have, then if you want to throw the ball out of the backfield, you find Jacob File who nobody can tackle. This passing game, even though you lose three really good wide receivers, it feels like it could be right there with it.
3: Yeah, and then even if we don't pass and the pocket breaks down, either Aiden or Bub, they're definitely mobile quarterbacks, I think, and even if we can't pass the ball, they're still going to gain yards and make good decisions.
2: As you look ahead to this football season and then looking beyond that too, With the basketball season, I feel like we're kind of in the same boat with another team thinking, oh, well, how can they be as good as the last couple teams? But you and I were talking a little bit before we went on air and thinking, this basketball team, you guys have played a ton this summer. You've almost probably played more basketball than football this summer, and I think we're all starting to like that group as well.
3: I definitely do. It's definitely a great time to go out there and play with them. We're not like, yeah, you definitely hear this, that you're just making it up that, we love to just go out there and play, but I think that's very true with this group is we love to be around each other and definitely have a good time.
2: Now for those of you that haven't been able to see the basketball team play as much this summer, I've watched Cody obliterate people for about the last two months. And Coach Kinneman after every game will say, well what, what do you need to work on for next week? Well get Cody the ball. And we've seen that this summer. And I've seen bodies just fly. <laughs> they give you the ball inside, you make one move, and bodies just start flying the other way. Do you know how strong you are?
3: Uh, no, sometimes I really <laughs> don't, honestly. Like, I just mean to touch somebody, and then it goes flying, and it doesn't always work out.
2: There, there was one game I remember, I won't say the team, and I, I, I won't say it, but there was a play where you went up. And whoever it was on the other team, you just heard this smack as you went into his chest. And I was down there by this team's bench, and he comes walking over with about the most dejected look I've ever seen and sits down on the end of the bench and grabs water, and he's holding his chest. (laughs) It's amazing to me how strong, but also how smooth, you're able to move down there. And I thought I saw a lot of that in in your post skills last year, and being able to finish at the rim. I mean, you shoot 70%. Things are going pretty well, but... What have you focused on with your basketball game the most going into your senior year and things to work on? Free throws. <laughs>
3: mom, mom was always on me that I need to make more of them, which, yeah, I well, my percentage wasn't too great last year. And I think more post moves, taking it from around the free throw line, whether it's passing it off to somebody like Sam or Cooper and then just making more moves and being more fluent.
1: We haven't really mentioned this much, but the thing about Cody, people don't realize how fast he is. You know, and getting up and down the court, and then on the football field, he ran. I think a couple two hundreds in the track season this last year, and the four hundred. So, he's got a little bit of sprinter in him for a guy six four and two thirty five. You're a natural sprinter, isn't that right? <laughs> Something like that. I don't that. think
2: we call him the blur. Though. <laughs> no, no. Well, now Steve's nickname, whenever he was younger, was the blur. I could see it. Oh yeah, I could for sure see it. All right, we've got to take one more break. We're running a little bit of behind today because of the auction. We'll take one more break, finish up our chat with Cody, and we'll be back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Again, we have Cody being in studio with us this afternoon. Cody, I know that we have to give one person a shout-out because I know that he is listening. Grandpa Danny, D. We yeah. got to give him a shout out, right? Yeah. Well, Bell's grandpa Danny. He was so into it last night. He was saying, "Oh, I got to, got to hear a shout out from Cody." I think he wishes that you were at OU. But I think that he will wear some purple for you, don't you think?
3: Well, I don't know, because you go around his house and everything's so <laughs> He might. We'll see. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm not, uh, maybe that's a stretch. I, <laughs> I don't know if he'll do that, but I think he'll be rooting for you at least. Yeah. Now, for you, Cody, what's it been like these last two months in terms of people coming up to you and saying things? And whether they're KU fans or K-State fans, what's it been like? here in town with just seeing people and and them knowing who you are and and having something to say about K-State.
3: There's definitely a lot more things. Like I called coach Fall last night and his brother-in-law answers the phone and tells me I should have signed with KU. Like I get <laughs> I get that one quite a bit from people, and but in all seriousness, everybody's very supportive and they're glad that I'm going to play at the next level.
2: So what do the next couple of months look like in terms of getting ready to go to K State. When do you plan on signing your letter of intent? What's that process look like in terms of maybe a couple more visits or anything like that in terms of Manhattan?
3: Um I think it's December, is it December 20th? Somewhere in there there is the first day that I can actually sign with them. And then Taylor invited me to the game so I can go up there and watch them and the practices and I got my official visit coming up sometime. I think he said during the bull prep
2: that's pretty good if they got you committed without even the official visit. But I get yeah. the feeling that you've spent enough time in Manhattan to be all right.
3: Yeah, I took about four trips up there before I made the decision.
2: What is your favorite Manhattan restaurant?
3: Um, I haven't really ate much around there. I just kind of go up and we watch the games. Tailgate, we bring our own food.
2: What do you think about Steve? What do you think your favorite restaurant is in Manhattan? I wouldn't know. Yeah, Steve's a KU guy. I uh, he, he hasn't spent much I time in sp- Manhattan. I have not
1: spent much time. Honestly, the only thing I remember is Mell's uh, had the fish bowls at Mel's. I'm a big fan of Aggieville. It's a good place to be. <laughs> yeah, So yeah, because I, I never really, you know, um, I just didn't. I was at KU, and my friend, did, he was only at K-State one semester. So, you know, we went one couple times while he was at K-State, and then uh, – he fell into a job and became a millionaire. So
2: well, that works out pretty well. Yeah, it's
1: not a bad deal. He <laughs> drops out of K-State and ends up being a millionaire, but that's all right.
2: Cody, what do you want to do in college? Um, what do you want to major in? Okay. Engineering, hopefully. Do you have anything specific with that?
3: Like the type? Right. Uh, probably mechanical or civil.
2: Okay. Much smarter than Steve and I. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recommend journalism. You, no. can, you can make more money as an engineer. I
1: took children and ke- television while I was at KU, if I'll tell you anything. Children I and television. They called it Kidvid. <laughs>
2: well, Cody, you're getting ready for the season to start here in a couple of weeks. What is on your plate up until, I think, August 19th, first day of football practice?
3: Um, we have two more days of SPS, like our floor testing stuff, and then we get a little bit of a break. Then school starts, and then we'll start lifting around every day again.
2: What are you going to max out at?
3: Um, we just did max outs, and I think I hit four fifty-five squat, three thirty-five clean, and then two eighty-five bench. That's not bad. <laughs> not <laughs> I haven't bad. been doing my push-ups. Missed you got to work bench. on those. I need to. I know. I
2: mean, we 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 can work on that. Steve and I will work on it too. All right. Well, Cody, we enjoyed having you in studio today. We're very excited about this fall, and I know that you're still excited about going to Manhattan. But there's a lot of work to be done this fall too. Yeah. We'll be ready to do it. All right, Steve. Enjoyed the week. Yeah. We're going to enjoy next week. I don't know what we have planned yet, but we'll come up with something. Oh, we always
1: do. We'll talk about KCAC Media Day Yeah, we'll have something Monday to talk about. We, we missed it today.
2: Wrapping up today's show, for Cody Steffelbein and for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you on Monday.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Tap, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson,